Welcome to the Not Safe for Work podcast. I'm your host, best known as Lucy Lemon, or just Lucy. And thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune into my podcast. Not Safe for Work is a podcast designed to be moderately entertaining, <laughs> maybe even informative. Here we will discuss a work within the sex industry. And me personally transitioning from a corporate nine to five job into what would be classified as sex work. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure how I really fall into this industry. I don't think sex work is quite the right term. And I think I'm just going to stick with the umbrella term of sex industry. So obviously, as you can tell, it is a career change at its most explicit. It will also essentially be an outlet for me, which was predominantly the main motivation for me actually starting this podcast. This industry can be extremely isolating, especially if you go about it the way I have. So if you don't know, I am a faceless creator. I make all of my content anonymously. Not a lot of people in my life know about what I do, and I do want to preface this by saying that it does not come from a place of shame. I am in no way ashamed of what I do. I just prefer the privacy and the safety of being anonymous. It's also really fueled my creativity and the mystery. I love the mysterious aspect, and I know a lot of you do too. So anonymous and faceless is the way for me. But Like I said, that has brought with it quite an isolating feel. I don't have many people I know that know what I do, so I don't have anyone to really discuss it with. Now, this wasn't really an issue in the beginning, but as time has gone on, it has become more and more prevalent. You know, when you get home from a day of work and you just want to vent about your day, (laughs) Sometimes I feel like doing that and I just don't have the ability to. I am greatly missing that aspect, I guess you could say. And it's also not motivated out of a place of wanting to complain. (laughs) That That is not it at all. This industry is so interesting. It's very entertaining. Honestly, it's a bloody good time. But it doesn't come without its its challenges. Sometimes it's very challenging and it's great to have someone relatable that you can discuss those challenges with. Bounce ideas off of, you know, just, just say things out loud too. So <laughs> I'm going to be here just talking. I'll be talking about anything and everything and I hope it is, like I said, moderately entertaining, perhaps somewhat informative. <laughs> Either way, it's a good way for me to be able to talk about my own experiences and maybe even help one or two of you. That would be amazing. I do want to say if I share anything at all, it will be completely anonymous. I'm not here to disrespect or shame anyone. I greatly appreciate my fans and I sincerely mean that. So it is my top priority to make people feel comfortable that I'm not I'm never going to bring up anything that may make someone feel uncomfortable. I'm definitely all about respecting people within this industry at all costs. However, in saying that, (laughs) some people in my Instagram DMs 
deserve to be named and shamed. Honestly, I could write a book with some of the shit that gets sent to me in there. Give a man a keyboard and he has instant big dick energy. I don't respond to my DMs, so I don't I don't entertain such conversations in there. However, sometimes I do flick through them and I see the absolute fucking garbage that is in there. Um, I do sometimes respond to fellow creators if I see them. So if, if you are a creator and you've reached out to me and I haven't responded, it's not because I'm intentionally ignoring you. I most likely just haven't seen it. Um, otherwise, if you have just messaged me to ask for a shout out, I have most likely ignored that. But <laughs> I do if I ever see a message from a fellow creator, I will respond. Now, I suppose being the first episode, I am going to be doing a little bit of an introduction into who I am. It will be broadly speaking, just giving you a bit of superficial knowledge as to who Lucy is, because obviously I'm anonymous. (laughs) Um, So as you have most likely gathered by now, I was in a nine to five corporate job. I was in corporate for a very long time. Um, obviously very long time is subjective to who you're talking to, but for me, it meant most of my working life. I have been doing OnlyFans for just over 12 months now, I believe. And it did just start as a side hustle for me. I feel like now I just want to state that I am not the most proficient or well acquainted in this industry whatsoever. I'm straight up winging it and winging it and everything that I do. So everything that I have done has been self-taught. I've done a lot of research of my own. Even before I started OnlyFans itself, I did, I was doing a lot of research. So before I started this, I was purely a a bloody office worker. I, (laughs) within, within marketing and um, never had I ever dipped my toes into the sex industry. So yeah, totally started winging it. And everything I say is coming from a place of being self-taught and self-education, I guess you could say. Anyway, everyone asks, well, not everyone, but a lot of people ask me, why did you get into this? How did you get started? Um, basically how I got started, I was actually on TikTok. And I used to just scroll TikTok for my own personal pleasure. Um, It's weird to think about that now because it is purely like a work focus for me. Anyway, I was on TikTok and I saw a TikTok live of a girl who was an OnlyFans creator. She was answering questions, I think, and she was talking about her experiences and how much money she made. And I'm pretty sure she was in a regular perhaps nine to five job before she was doing OnlyFans. And I was just blown away. I was so impressed by everything she was saying and how much she was earning. And just that she like created her own business essentially from nothing and built it up to what was obviously a very successful thing to her. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. It ties into a lot of my own personal qualities. I feel like you could say I've always been a very sexual person. I've always been a bit of an exhibitionist. I've always, you know, recorded myself and taken my own photos. So all in that sense came quite natural to me. And for some reason, it is like a default vibe of mine 
to be flirtatious. I always give off flirtatious energy and it's not always intentional, but having like a potential career where I could flirt, literally flirt all the time was just like, ding, ding, ding. I need to get on that. So, um, yeah, I saw the TikTok live and I thought that sounds amazing, but how could I possibly do it without interfering with my job? I was very happy with my career. Um, working within the corporate industry was what I thought I would always do. And I wanted to be able to do it as somewhat of a side hustle, I guess you could say. And I didn't want it to interfere with the work that I was doing because I guess at the end of the day, it may seem a little unprofessional if a client saw my pussy online, just saying. And <laughs> that is how the faceless, faceless thing came about. But I do remember watching um, YouTube videos of Midwest Emma. And she is obviously, if you know her, a very phenomenally successful faceless creator. And that in turn blew my mind that she created that success for herself without even showing her face. And I was like, I don't know, but I'm willing to give it a go. So therefore my faceless account was born, I guess you could say. (laughs) Now, while it was considered a side hustle for me, I was still very consistent right from the beginning with what I was doing. I had to start my, well, I had to start an Instagram account, a TikTok account, a Twitter account, everything new. So I had zero followers on everything and I just started posting straight away. So I started posting on Instagram, on TikTok, all before I even had an OnlyFans account just to see if I could try to start to build up some kind of following. I would do all of this in the evenings and in my weekends. So I would spend my weekends creating TikTok content. I would spend my lunch break and my time after work uh, posting on my socials, posting on TikTok, responding to people, whatever. Um, Everything that I was doing was just like in that, in every moment that I had outside of work. So It was very time consuming, but I knew if I wanted to get anything out of it, I would have to be putting a lot of time and energy into it. So that's what I did. I do remember (laughs) the first time my TikTok account was banned. If you work within this industry and you're familiar with TikTok, you would most likely understand the feeling. The first time my account was banned, I'm pretty sure it was my only account. Um, yeah, I I had built it up quite significantly and then it was banned and I admittedly had a bit of a cry. (laughs) It was, um, very dramatic (laughs) and it was hard. It's, it's so hard losing something that you spent so much time on, especially building it up from nothing. I think I had like 200, maybe 150,000 followers, um, over a million, maybe even 2 million likes. And yeah, it was hard. Uh, I know it probably doesn't sound like much to some, but it was still a traumatizing time. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I took some time off work. So I took a few days off work in order to focus on building up another account. 
because it was it was very time consuming and doing that on top of a full-time job was it was difficult to put all of my focus on it so I suppose from there I have just consistently been doing the same thing posting on socials posting on TikTok creating content posting content uh looking back about a year ago at my content it's so cringe (laughs) uh everything like some of the first TikTok videos I made the first photos and videos I was producing for OnlyFans yeah very cringe but in saying that if your product is perfect upon launch you launched too late you should always be improving and you should always have something to improve upon. It's never going to be perfect when you start because to start, you just need to start. You just need to put something out there. And obviously you should be putting effort into what you put out there, but in time you're going to learn how to make improvements and you're going to become far more familiar with what you're doing and it will always improve it should always improve and bloody heck I'm glad in my case that it did (laughs) that is essentially how I got into it how I got started what my first steps were like um people ask why I do what I do I could go into the fundamentals of having a need to express a repressed hypersexuality and the desire to dominate misogynistic men after working in in an industry built around corporate validation. However, (laughs) people only truly accept what is palatable to them after all. Um, So for the most part, I touched on already, I love being a tease and I love getting naked. Undeniably, I do love the attention of men. I'm, I am so open to saying that. I get a lot of comments on TikTok of um, men saying, obviously in a mocking manner, oh, I don't want to be an object. Well, you know what, mate? I actually do. <laughs> it is my job to be a bit of an object. And I am so happy with that. I I do just straight up love the attention of men and the fact that I can monetize all of that is a dream. (laughs) There's so much stigma surrounding it, but most of the time, all we're doing is monetizing what you already do for free. I masturbate all the time. I'm monetizing it. I send nudes. I'm monetizing it. I'm offering a service that I genuinely enjoy and that I'm good at. I believe I'm good at it because I genuinely enjoy it and I want to offer a service that feels personalized and authentic and I actually care about you having a good time. (laughs) I see a lot of TikToks um, on girls exploiting their income, which is obviously it's a personal choice if you want to brag in a sense about your income then that's your choice I know a lot of people are very transparent about it which is also great for us other creators because um, it educates you in what you can make or the potential out there but I think a lot of girls see these TikToks of um, creators saying you know I made 10 million dollars in two days And they go into it with the expectation 
around making lots of money quickly. And that's their main motivation is that they want to make money. And if you really want to genuinely do it, I don't think you should do it from a place of making a lot of money. Some people, uh, if you have a very large social media following and then go into it, they make a lot of money and they make a lot of money quickly. However, there are others that go into it and don't make any money at all. I don't think it's something you can go into with the intention of making a lot of money. You need to go into it because it's something you genuinely enjoy doing. I feel like with that, the monetary gain is a bonus. And if it works out for you, great. If it doesn't, it's not such a big deal because you never went into it with the expectation that you were going to be an instant millionaire like some of these girls seem to portray on social media and i know some are so it's 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 not like it's unrealistic for some but for the majority of people it is very unrealistic while i am speaking about working within only fans and getting started I do want to touch on what I mentioned earlier about it not coming without its challenges because, oh boy, does it come with some fucking challenges. (laughs) And from the perspective of someone who has a highly laborious physical job, me saying the sex industry has challenges probably seems like a minute issue to them, but everything is so relative. It is relative to you and your experience and the industry that you work within. Every industry has its challenges and they vary significantly. So in a place of comparison, sure, they may seem like nothing to you, but relatively speaking, it is still a challenge for you within your industry. Some of these challenges being... (laughs) the hate you will receive online. (laughs) This is a given. You are always going to get, you're always going to be subjected to some form of hate online if you have a social media following. People love to hate on people, especially on TikTok. It's so prevalent on TikTok. I don't know why everyone just thinks I do not need to respect this person. (laughs) Immediately, I'm going to get on my keyboard and say some nasty shit. You just can't take it personally. Hate is still going to bring you clout. It's still going to boost your views and your comments, just not in the nicest way possible. I do think (laughs) you need to have a high level of resilience So you will get banned. You will get prevented from posting. Social media sites will most likely target you and you need to have a high level of internal resilience to deal with getting banned. Uh, Building up platforms from nothing to hundreds of thousands of followers and then completely losing it. That will most likely be guaranteed to happen to you. So you can't let it get to you. If ooh, Oh my God, I just touched my microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't let something like that get to you because if you stop every time that it appears to get hard, you're never going to get anywhere. And that is what is 
probably a, a great demotivator for some is, you know, oh, my subscribers are lacking this week or my account just got deleted. It makes you want to stop it or take pause in what you're doing. But those are the times where it is the most important to keep going, keep doing what you're doing, keep building up content and learn from it. Learn from those experiences, deepen your own resilience and keep going. If it's something that you really want to do, then you will get there and it will be so much more satisfying getting there through those tougher times. Resilience builds character, guys. <laughs> and I've definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way too. And I, I say along the way, like I'm at my final destination, but I'm not. I'm still going. I'm still building myself up. I'm still taking it day by day. And now I am not working in corporate, so I do not have, you know, I no longer have that security of a full-time income. So I'm just doing my thing and I'm trying to enjoy it all along the way. F framing everything as a fight is corrosive to the human soul. So you can't let, I would say the little things, but sometimes they're major things and you can't let them all get to you. Otherwise you won't, oh my God, I just touched it again. I'm so sorry. Otherwise you won't get to where you want to go. And I don't, honestly, I don't even know where I want to go, but I am just loving what I'm doing. I'm loving everything that I'm learning. And I feel like I'm learning so much about myself, which sounds proper lame, but I really have. Like, I feel like it's taught me a lot about myself. It's given me so much fucking confidence. Like, from the beginning to now, I feel like I'm a completely different person and in all the best ways. So yeah, don't let it bring you down. If you are having a bad day and you're getting a lot of hate online, feel free to send me a message. Send me a DM and I will read it and I'll be like, same girl, same, that was me. <laughs> I may not respond, but I will generally read them. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I feel like I could do a whole episode on mistakes as well. <laughs> they're not mistakes, guys, they're lessons. A whole episode on lessons. <laughs> anyway, I feel like that's probably um, enough about that. So <laughs> that's enough of a little intro for now. Um, for my next episode, I really did want to do some kind of Q&A episode. So I, while this is going to be an outlet for me, I also want to base my content around what you want to hear. So I'm going to put a question box on my Instagram. I will be asking questions that you want me to speak more about. So this way I can go a lot more in depth on it. I, I ask questions on my Instagram all the time, but I really want to delve into them more. Now, please don't ask me things like, what is your favorite position? Do you spit or swallow, Lucy? Because I will straight up ignore them. I'm not interested in answering that on my podcast. If you want to know, you can subscribe and we can talk all about how much I love to swallow. Anyway... <laughs> I hope this episode wasn't too all over the place. I kind of like, I feel like I have so much to say that I'm out of breath. <laughs> 
I haven't been for a run tonight. I just am excitable. So I'm definitely keen to keep talking, keep making episodes. I'm hoping you're curious enough to keep listening. And like I said, I will be basing a lot of the content around what you want to hear as well. So anyway, it's my first episode, guys. If it was a little weird, it wasn't great. Hang in there. It will improve. (laughs) And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And if this didn't entertain you or inform you of anything at all, maybe it turned you on a little bit. (laughs) Until next time.